0: Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Uh, hi, hey, uh, hi, everyone. I am with amazing person from United States. Her name is Haley Gray, who runs two businesses plus one uh, online Facebook group, which has got around 74,000 members in it. And we are here to discuss how she started her journey and what motivates her every day. So, hi Haley, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm here to discuss about your life and how you started your business journey. Before we start that, can we have a uh, like a question to ask? Is who is Haley
1: Gray? Who we are talking to? Yeah. Who yep. is this uh, was a strange person, right? Um, I am a marketing strategist. I'm a software engineer. And an MBA and, um, I started off my career as a software engineer. And nowadays I do marketing and websites and social media and sales funnels and all of the techie marketing stuff in wow. businesses.
0: Wow. And what, and, uh, what things that you do like, which is different from other people, like. You know, uh, there are so many people doing the same thing, what would I say would be Haley different, I would say oh. Haley really is very friendly.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, I, I try to be friendly. I try to be really realistic with people. Um, what I've learned in my industry, um, you know, I do business coaching and consulting is really delivering results that work. And actually delivering. Um, it's amazing how in the digital marketing industry, there's a lot of people out there that say that they can do X, Y, or Z. And I can't tell you how many websites we've gone in and we fixed. How many ad campaigns we go in and we fix. So a lot of my business has literally been built just because we can manage to deliver consistently and actually do the work. So here we are.
0: Wow. So you, I, uh, I saw you got two businesses plus the Facebook group. How did this journey started? Like, where did you start? What was the first thing you started?
1: Yeah, so I left my corporate job in 2013 after I got my MBA from Duke and I started a home care agency doing senior care um, because I had gone through that with my own parents. And I was a caregiver for my dad and we had to hire people. While I was working full time in my corporate job as a software engineer and um, manager. And then I had to hire people and deal with senior care. So I had a huge passion for it. And I did that for about three years while doing business consulting on the side. And I swore mm-hmm. up one side and down the other again that I would never do websites again, but I would do social media because I really like doing social media. So I grew my businesses together in tandem. And in 2015, my daughter had a traumatic brain injury from a fall from a horse. And my whole life dipped upside down. And a few months later, I sold my home care agency and started focusing only on the social media um, and the business consulting aspects of my business. I swore I would never do another website again never say never (laughs) and I had people who came to me and they're like hey my website is half done it's not finished this is not complete these are broken these images are the wrong sizes there's a lot of that kind of thing and I would fix their websites and I would get it done quickly and it grew and it grew people kept coming to me to do their social media and to fix the websites and to fix the funnel pieces and slowly but surely that grew and at the the same time i was growing this crazy online facebook group um in this crazy online community and helping you know a lot of people grow their businesses and get information and do really cool things wow.
0: and what are the names of your business and uh, what uh, each business comes under
1: Right. So, um, my group is Women's Entrepreneur Network and, Mm -hmm. um, that is the Facebook group and all of the stuff that we do around that, um, which feeds leads into my social media, digital marketing business, which is fiercely marketing. And no, we don't just work with women, but we do work with a lot of women. And, um, I also have Leadership Girl, which is my blog, and we put out a ton of information and um, resources out there to help small business owners grow their businesses and get information.
0: Wow, that's so amazing of you. But uh, just I, when I saw when I started Women Entrepreneurship Network Group, I just added myself just like that. I didn't know what I was doing. But then I kept on seeing your post every day, how do you manage like there are 74,000 total members, how do you manage communicating with everybody and how did it grow and why did you start that group.
1: I started that group as part of a passion project um, that came from. um, my experience at Duke and seeing how many fewer women are in leadership positions. Leadership Girl, Women's Entrepreneur Network came out of that. Um, and I was doing some business consulting and I really wanted to reach a wider audience. And I had a business coach at the time who said, Hey, start a Facebook group, grow it. In two years, you'll be a millionaire. Um, it took a little bit longer than that. But it has really been a great source of leads for me, for my business, but it's also been a really great source of information and resources and networking and connecting for so many people who are in um, that Facebook group. So it's been a win-win all the way around.
0: No, definitely because you provide a lot of information and, and you never forget to uh, you know put a note every day.
1: So it's not an easy thing you are managing at the moment, 74,000 people. (laughs) Well, and I have a team, and I have people who now um, help manage the group full-time. We have a lot of admins, we have a lot of volunteers. Mm -hmm. I have people who are full-time paid staff now. I have some students who do it. Um, So we have a lot of people helping manage the group and some of the stuff that goes on in the background we also schedule create content because i own a digital marketing agency we understand the power of batch creation of content um, and having content calendars and posting schedules and all of those things Um, so we're able to leverage tools and tips and techniques to make it a little bit easier to come up with the content and never forget the power of doing things in batches and doing it in advance rather than trying to come up with stuff at the last minute.
0: True, that's a very good idea. And um, you, I, and I also saw you do some networking events as well.
1: Is, am I right? Yep, we do networking events every month. We do them on the first Thursday of each month.
0: And is it only um, person to person or do you have some virtual events as well?
1: So the the networking events that we do on the first Thursday of each month are all virtual events. They are not in person events right now, um, due to COVID. We are not doing anything in person. Um, it just seems like it's asking for trouble at this point. But um, you know, given that the group is a very global group, I think that being able to do things virtually, being able to do workshops, being able to do web talk, being able to do the summits. All of those things and do them virtually it is really cool because it is a virtual group. So it all feeds together.
0: That's true. And what about the, like uh, the virtual events? If anybody wants to come in, how can they find the information about it?
1: Yeah, we actually have the events up um, listed in the group, but we also have them on our website, Women's Entrepreneur Okay.
0: So it is easy for
1: them. Does it cost anything or is it uh, free or what? It depends on the the item or what the the event is. So the um, networking events are free. The summits are a dollar. So they're not exactly expensive, but there is a very small registration fee. Um, You know, some things have small registration fees and some things are free to attend.
0: Okay, Yeah, that's amazing. That's not even that doesn't even cost anything like it's $1 is nothing. But it's good you're charging because it's very important for us to make sure we are taking care of the admin at the end of the day.
1: Yep, absolutely. And and,
0: uh, since you know, uh, governments have changed, what do you think uh, has changed with the business scenario in the United States?
1: Um, right now I see a lot more, you know, transition to the online space in general. A lot of people have figured out in the last 18 months that, hey, we really can do business online. So before there was a lot of people online and a lot of people offline. And most people now who have brick and mortar businesses or who have offline businesses have recognized the fact that they need an online component to their business, some form of online delivery is vitally important to their business. It can't just be done in person, because as you're seeing, you know, in other countries, lockdowns happen. Um, You know, it's just a thing. and. It's been an ongoing trend for probably the last 20 years with the introduction of e-commerce and Amazon and all of these things there is this expectation from customers that they can buy things online they may pick it up in person but e-commerce is not exactly going away a lot people don't necessarily love zoom but a lot of us recognize that hey you know working from home is not such a bad thing Um, Not having to drive all over God's green earth is a beautiful thing because I used to drive a lot more miles a week and spend a lot of money on gas and car maintenance that I just don't have to spend at this point. And it's not a small amount of money it's hundreds to thousands of dollars a year, so you know people really can see that and I also get more of my time back because every single meeting that I have out and about. While it's fun and I really enjoy my in person BNI networking meetings, it's a half an hour drive there, it's an hour and a half meeting, and then it's a half an hour drive home. So I'm spending a minimum of two and a half hours, not counting time to park or socialize with anybody before or after the meeting. So that hour and a half meeting suddenly turns into a half a day event.
0: Wow, that's that's true and uh, uh, for a small business time saving is the most important component mm-hmm. and uh, let's talk about this, the fixing of the website uh, what kind of problems have you faced recently with the fixing of the websites for people
1: a lot of hacked websites a lot of code injection websites that aren't updated appropriately um a lot of ssl certificates so not a most of it's not that difficult, but every once in a while, if it's badly hacked, we have to blow away the entire website and start over again. So that is kind of heartbreaking for us. Um, and we're doing it on a very tight timeline when we're rebuilding a website like that. Um, other things that we see are you know content that was never added to the website in the first place or, um pages that the website is missing or images that are broken or things like that sometimes it's just little tweaks sometimes it's really big stuff sometimes it's things like integrating a newsletter into the website or an opt-in or tweaking the website so that the layout actually functions correctly
0: and uh what about social media uh what changes have you recently noticed with the social media with different different apps
1: Yeah, Facebook has been changing a lot of stuff lately on Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Um, The algorithms are very much changing. Sizes of graphics, headers, engagement, how engagement is working, who's seeing what posts. Um, Some days I wonder um, if the algorithm is drunk, honestly, because I'll go onto my feed and I'm like, I don't understand why I'm seeing this, and then it'll be fine the next day. So I see a lot of changes going on with the algorithms with what we're seeing and not seeing with posts. Um, I'm seeing a a definite shift in engagement in various groups. You know, depending on what people want to see or don't want to see, that has been a lot of changes. Also, LinkedIn has had a ton of changes lately. Um, different sizes of images, ways that people interact with videos, ways that people can tag, hashtags, sharing, those types of elements um, function and operate very similarly to Facebook, but they're also somewhat different, and they change, and and you can see subtle little algorithm changes that happen regularly with reach and impact and those kinds of things. Um, Twitter is constantly evolving. I think that all of the major social media platforms in the last year, especially in the United States with a lot of the political stuff that's going on, a lot of the deliberate misinformation have been put into a very awkward position of having to verify uh, content and you know make sure that what's being posted is actually truthful and real and trying to prevent things from going viral that shouldn't be on the platform in the first place. And it's a very awkward position of seeing the platforms in that position of needing to police themselves. Video has definitely proliferated on every single platform. LinkedIn is allowing lives now under certain circumstances as the beta. So every platform is changing and it's like a constant never-ending change and don't get me started on google because that's its own fun set of changes that happen pretty much every single day
0: yeah and um another question i just came to my mind was thinking about like you know uh as things are growing, how do you manage to keep up with all of these changes and make sure okay I keep my clients updated as well these things are changing that's how the advertising are going so how does that
1: happen right trainings um sometimes the platforms put out trainings. sometimes they do certifications sometimes we're finding out about it just as the client is finding out about it um one of my particular favorite features on facebook right now and not really a favorite um it's driving me kind of crazy is that they're asking um, customers to confirm hours for like a restaurant. And sometimes they're putting up hours that are incorrect and then people are confirming incorrect hours so that the published hours for the restaurant are wrong. And if you're not watching the notifications from the platform, then your hours, your published hours on Facebook, could suddenly show you closed on a Friday night
0: oh my god that's it's crazy. a real
1: crowd pleaser let me tell you
0: fridays and saturdays are the best, most important days for the uh, for everyone who
1: wants to go out and eat. absolutely it's a huge thing
0: wow and um uh, like you know sometimes uh if things algorithms have changed and the customer doesn't know about it and you also find out at the same time how do you manage and convey to the customer? Like it's not an easy thing to manage those things.
1: We try to set expectations up front. And we, you know, we try to educate our customers and our clients continually. That, you know, Facebook and Instagram and every social media platform is a moving target that mm-hmm. we are constantly researching, that are we we are constantly educating ourselves. But this is not a one and done kind of a thing. We can't just start posting you know, content on a client's wall and then hope that it just sticks. We have to do the research. We have to do the work. We have to figure it all out to make sure before we actually, um, you know, let go with this stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, do you have any online classes or virtual events for uh, training people for social media as well? And are they paid?
1: I do, I have both. So I am actually doing a workshop tomorrow, which is on building a Facebook group. I do that every couple of months. It's called the Build Your Tribe. Then um, I actually have a free online course, which is a basic social media strategy course, um, which is totally free. And then once people get past that and past the engagement challenges and the Build Your Tribe stuff. Um, I actually do offer a really cool, affordable mastermind program. Um, we meet weekly, we offer multiple sections a week, and we go through all things social media, marketing, selling, and making them all work together. So people um bring their questions, we present information, and then we help each other collaborate through the whole process. And I facilitate and Try to really educate people.
0: Wow! and if anybody wants to find that information, where can we find that?
1: It's actually on womensentrepreneurnetwork.org. Oh, um, and okay. if you click on the menu at the top um, and you look for coaching programs, that's the coaching program, you can also find the free courses and the Builder Tribe Challenge there
0: well that's good thank you for that information because obviously my i want listeners to know the have the clarity where they can find the information and also, absolutely i will leave it in the comments as uh, in the description as well for them so that they can understand and contact
1: you and uh you know so do you have
0: clients from new zealand by any chance
1: i don't currently have any clients from new zealand but i've had clients in new zealand australia japan um all kinds of places uk so you
0: are you are global
1: uh, yeah apparently <laughs> now that's important because at the end of
0: the day we are running a social if you are running a social media agency you have to make sure that you are global
1: absolutely and one of the things that people ask me a lot of times is well exactly what kind of businesses do you specialize in i'm like small businesses well, exactly which industries? And I'm like, it doesn't really matter because the foundations of building a website that converts are exactly the same regardless of industry. I don't ever work for competitors, though.
0: That, oh, that's very good. And if anybody wants to contact you regarding the, doing their social media, where should they contact you? What they is should they go mean? to
1: our website, which is fiercelymarketing.com
0: phlmarketing.com and then fill the form and get in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Perfect because all of this information is important for my listeners and for the people who's watching this video. Yeah. And, uh, now I just want to ask the leadership uh, the blog that you were talking about, what about that? How do you, what do you do in that? And what is, why did
1: you start that? So why did I start that? I started that when I was actually at Duke as an MBA student, and I did it um, to help women in entrepreneurship and women in leadership and um, we have submissions literally from all over the globe, we feature entrepreneurs, we we do a ton of stuff with that blog as a whole set of resources so it's a lot of fun. Um, it's become the blog and. Um, you know, we do a lot of things with it and play with it. So yeah, it's fun. So, uh,
0: so if anybody, do you have any leadership programs on that or anything like that?
1: Right now? No, we are focusing just on the digital marketing and on the women's entrepreneur network from a programming side. Um, we're just providing resources on leadershipgirl.com at this point.
0: Oh, okay. So you're providing free information to people to mm-hmm. run their
1: business yeah that's so
0: amazing like it's not a simple task or very small thing that you're doing it's really helpful for people well, thank you yeah and, and i just want to ask you one more thing that people like you know, you know specifically in New Zealand they are like very scared of going global and thinking like oh i can't sell my products over there or something like that what kind of advice would you give them to make sure they think like that and they actually start selling their services and their products different places except new zealand
1: right yeah you know i think that we have to realize that no single country is an island well okay new zealand is on an island but we don't exist by ourselves and we have potential buyers and purchasers in many time zones in many countries and many cultures and sometimes our best clients may not even be in our own back door they may be in another country i know plenty of people who are in singapore or in australia who have predominantly u.s customers and vice versa so you know you have to figure out where your ideal clients really live
0: true and uh like you know if uh, for example your customer is in australia how do you manage to make sure they are going to be a paid client and they're not you know uh duping us or something like that you know they're not fraud or something how do you manage that for spamming or fraudsters
1: right so i mean from a tech perspective, it's pretty easy to tell what people are doing. One of the things about doing digital marketing is that we do tend to get into the middle of somebody's business. Um, We understand what their entire funnel looks like. We understand what all their copy looks like. We build their entire website, all their contact information. So there is a process of vetting on our side before we build a website. Um, We have to understand, Um, you know, the content, the connections, all of those things. So, it is super, super important. Um, You know, it is definitely a concern. And some of it is making sure that if we're looking at something that could be financial, that we're very cautious about um, dealing with that. There are certain industries that I personally won't touch um Just because there is enough potential for fraud in those industries, so I just won't touch them at all.
0: Sweet, but obviously, all of these questions comes up in everybody's mind. So I'll ask, I'll ask, how do you manage to take care of that? So I understand. Yeah. So you don't go into that kind of industry so that you get any kind of trouble,
1: right? Well, and I mean, it's not that I have never heard about problems with a coach or never heard about problems with. know an accountant or something else you know and things certainly can happen Mm. but i try to stay out of anything bitcoin or blockchain related i mean for it it is an example
0: sweet thank you and uh you also said you were also saying that you did mba from duke university and sometimes there are some people who just study by themselves and don't do that but what do you think about uh, investing in education?
1: Is it a right thing or is it a wrong thing? It
0: depends.
1: (laughs) So one of the things that I learned very much when I was in school is that the answer to most questions is really, it depends. It depends on the situation. Um, You know, there are certain industries where you have to have a license. If you're a commercial truck driver you need to have the commercial truck driving license. Uh, in order to manage social media effectively, you may not need a marketing degree. You may do very well if you can manage some graphic design and do some stuff and understand how social media works. So I think it really depends on the industry. I think it depends on what kind of results you can get. And some people can very effectively teach themselves. On the other hand, I do think that, you know, if you're hiring somebody, you need to, to ask to see their credentials or at least see a portfolio and say, hey, you know, show me what you've done. I see a lot of people who go on Fiverr and one of my um, developers now has been on Fiverr and some of my graphic designers have been on Fiverr before. And I mean, we always see it with clients who are like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go on to Fiverr and I'm going to find the cheapest person to do this. And we always just kind of roll our eyes and wince and, and hold our breath because we know what's going to happen. We know it's just not going to be pretty. Yeah.
0: And not professional
1: as well. Yeah. Those are a lot of the rescue <laughs> operations that we do with yeah, people. And it gets I, a lot more expensive. Yeah. I
0: did notice as well. And what the, uh, and another thing I want to ask is what is the thing that keeps you motivated to go on every day?
1: Um, you know, honestly, it's seeing people's eyes light up. It's seeing the results it's getting people, what they want and what they need.
0: That's good. And what kind of advice do you have for small businesses today? Whoever going to listen to you, whoever is like, it can be anywhere in the world.
1: You know, there's a lot to be said for persistence in business. Um, if it can go wrong, it likely is going to go wrong. You're going to hire the wrong people. You're going to, to end up with all the wrong things at the wrong times. I can guarantee that if it can go wrong, it absolutely will. What separates people who are successful from those who are not is usually persistence. Yes. That's
0: what I believe in persistence and patience is very important. Mm
1: -hmm. And, um,
0: I would like to know Haley, what kind of five takeaways you can give to the audience today from your life?
1: Five takeaways from my life. Um, keep humble. Mm -hmm. Life has a way of, um, making us very humble. Um, if we get too big for our britches, I can guarantee that people will knock you right down. Um, and if outsiders don't well, then my kids certainly will, um, in my household, at least keep your eye on the ball, um, know what you're going for, keep your faith, keep your love, you know, for your family and your friends um and don't sweat the small stuff and it's really all small stuff
0: uh, and anybody who wants to take uh, admission uh, sorry admission or want to sign up for membership with the uh, wen group how can they do that
1: they can go to the women's entrepreneur network on facebook hit okay. the join group button and fill mm-hmm. out the questions
0: Perfect. And is there any way they have to do a paid membership or do we offer something
1: like that? Um, The only paid memberships we offer right now um, are in the Mastermind, although we are looking at doing some paid stuff in the future, but we don't Mm. quite have it yet. Somehow the development of our own websites comes after our clients' websites. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. But uh,
0: the important thing is customers always comes first. So I can see mm-hmm. that how much important importance you give to your customers and help Absolutely. them achieve their goals. Absolutely. Yeah. What are your goals for uh, before this year ends?
1: What are my goals before this year ends? Um, you know, right now it's really happy clients. Um, my goal is really just to make My clients very very happy
0: perfect thank you so much haley for your time today it was amazing to chat with you and discuss with you your business and discuss how things you are doing differently but i've seen that you have been doing a lot like it's not easy to keep up with everything But obviously, we have everyone has a team behind, but it's the it's important as you who's actually motivating them to do all of those things. So it makes a lot of difference. And thank you for showing up every day on Facebook groups, it means a lot. And also you replying to my messages when you are so busy. (laughs) Thank thank you for that. And thank you for taking your time out and uh, discussing about everything today. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me.
1: This is Thank fun. You.
0: <laughs> for me as well. It is really nice meeting you. Likewise. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful uh, evening. And again, oh, I just forgot to ask, where what's your location
1: for my audience? I am just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina in the United States. Yes.
0: And we are talking to her around 5 p.m. now around 5pm in US time. So thank you so much for your time. You have a wonderful uh, evening. (laughs) And we will and I will keep in touch with you and chat with you because we will be working together more. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. See ya Have a good day.
1: See ya. See ya.